Hello friends, this is the Truth For Your 20s podcast and I am releasing a day later than normal because we just got a new puppy. (laughs) You guys need to go check my Instagram. I have a reveal of surprising our daughters with a puppy. Our youngest daughter has been asking slash begging for a puppy pretty much since she could talk and it happened. It just happened just a few days ago and so (laughs) we basically have a newborn at our house getting up in the middle of the night, but of course, endless snuggles and puppy kisses. And we're just in puppy heaven over here, but releasing the podcast a little later, although I'm really excited about this episode, this is Q and a from social media questions that come up a lot on my comments from TikTok and Instagram. And then I just did one of those little stickers. What questions do you have for me? What do you want me to unpack more on the podcast? So I did that. And actually my co-host, Hannah, you're going to meet her. She's my intern. She's fabulous. And she gets to kind of co-host with me. But before we do any of that, I am trying to reach 200 podcast reviews on iTunes. And so I want to read the review of the week. I I love this one. It says best advice ever. I love listening to Katie's podcast. If you're looking for great advice on being a godly woman, look no further. Katie covers so many topics, including those the church tends to shy away from. She's been a huge help in my life, and I recommend her to anyone and everyone. Single, dating, or married, Katie speaks truth to every 20-something's life. Thank you for all you do. Oh, thank you so much for this review. It, It just means so much because reviews are like the comment section of a social media post. They really help the magic happen for people to stumble across this podcast and download it more. As always, thank you so much for being here. It is our kids' spring break, so I'm just like... In puppy land, in off schedule land. So, anyway, thank you for your patience with me as this comes out a day later than normal. But I hope you enjoy this episode. And if you do, I would love it if you take a screenshot, share it on your social media so other girls can find us. All right, here we go. Hello, and welcome to the Truth for Your 20s podcast. My name is Katie, and I have a co host today, Hannah. Say hello, Hannah. Hello, everyone. Hannah has been my intern for four years now. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And she is doing, she's been doing some behind the scenes stuff on the podcast. And today we're doing a and a episode of questions that you guys submitted through Instagram or TikTok. And so she's going to be like my co-host and we're going to like talk about questions and answers. And basically you guys are having coffee with Hannah and I. I'm excited. Tell them a little bit about yourself real quick. Okay, so I am 21 years old, and I think I started with Katie whenever I was a sophomore in college, and I'm currently a graduating senior, so super sad to be leaving her, but... They grow up so fast. (laughs) But here we are, and we're going to do a podcast recording on Q&A, and this is going to be fun. Uh, By the way, we are in a fancy studio, and we're, like, not even used to all this fancy equipment. We're like, oh, look at all these bells and whistles, so we're like... Kids in a candy store over here with all these fancy microphones. But yeah, you want to just dive on in? Yeah. So our first question is how to stay motivated when you're going through a sluggish period in life. Well, and first of all, Hannah, feel free to, you know, interject because I'm not the expert on all the things for sure. But yeah, I'm sure you might have some feedback. But I mean, we all go through sluggish periods, right? I would say my first answer is community, you know, like, because I think a lot of times we feel sluggish when we're alone and, you know, kind of isolated. And I've shared this before, but I found it fascinating with one of the interviews we had, they were talking about friendships and they said that when women before washing machines were invented, that women would go to the river and wash their clothes together. I have a point, I promise. And so like, they're all hanging out together in the river, washing their clothes and they have that community and they had their friendships. And when washing machines were invented, they were like, Oh, these are going to be so great. But there was a huge rise in depression and women 
because they weren't hanging out with their girlfriends anymore at the river, washing their clothes. Oh, that's so interesting. I know. Right. And so it just made me think when not being motivated, a lot of times that might mean you are around your people. And I think finding your people is just such a huge thing in life. So, and anyway, and then, um, just tactical stuff. I just got this app. There's a million of them, but it's just called tally. I think it's, I don't know. There's like a million of them, but essentially what you can create a million different categories. So say something you want to do in life is have more date nights, um, work out more, drink more water. And you literally, whatever it is you value. And sometimes you like, it's kind of those things you don't really know if you did it well, did I drink enough water? Did I, did I work out enough this and qualify, you know, monthly or yearly, you just tally it. So I was like, you know, going on more hikes with my family. That's just something we value and we do it, but do we do it as much as we think? I don't know. So anyway, that's like maybe a more tactical way of like, by golly, I said, I wanted to work out more. And I looked at my little tally and I worked out 20 times this month. I don't know. I'm throwing it out there, but you know, it's just a good way to like measure stuff. Yeah. That's really good advice. Any thoughts? Honestly, what you said, especially about the community. Um, I definitely agree with that, especially like if you move to a new place and you don't know like a super lot of people or you go through a transition yeah. period and laugh and you like lose some friendships that don't align with what you're looking for. It is easy to slip into that if you are feeling lonely, speaking from personal experience. So I agree with what you said. Yeah. Be- making friends on purpose. Awesome. What else do we got? Okay. Um, just some general tips on how to be a good friend, especially to girls. We actually just had a podcast episode on friendship. So I would suggest that Laura Trimline, she wrote a book on the life council, 10 friends, every woman needs. And she was cautious to say that 10 friends. Cause people like, sometimes you get overwhelmed, like, Oh, I don't know if I have 10 deep friendships, but sometimes it's just the friend you see on a regular basis when you go to the whatever, you know, and sometimes that's the friend that you've had since second grade that you don't see very often, but you pick up right where you left off when you're in the same hometown or whatever it is, but how to be a good friend. I mean, I think that something I do when I ask girls, like what matters to them in a dating relationship is call out characteristics that matter to you in a dating relationship. Okay. Write those down. Now, does that list describe you? And I think that's kind of the same with a friendship. Like who do you want as a good friend? Okay, cool. Does that list describe you? Yeah. And what would you say is a good way to find friendships in your twenties? Go to the things, go to the things that interest you, you know, go to the dance lessons, pottery classes, whatever it may be. And that's tricky because sometimes people live in smaller towns than others. And sometimes there's, you know, you work crazy hours or whatever, but we all like, if someone said you, one of your loved ones is sick and you have to get this, come up with enough money or whatever it is for this vial of whatever to save their life, you would make it happen. And so I realize this isn't life or death, but it is important to find your people. And so if you value friendships and you should, I mean, there's so much mental health that comes with having your community, make it happen. You know, you might have to make yourself uncomfortable and sign up for something. You don't know anyone there. You might have to go to a community event with the food trucks and the bouncy houses. And like, sometimes it might be awkward and you don't know anyone and you hated it, but sometimes you might meet your best friend. It's just go where the people are as Ariel says, right? Yeah. (laughs) You gotta do the work. What would you say to like encouraging that girl that is like super afraid, maybe is more shy to go out there and like find her community like that? Cause it's great advice, but some people just get, I mean, do I would say maybe do you have one friend that could go with you? Because sometimes just having that one friend, even if it's a family member or cousin and you know, a dog, <laughs> they are the best way to just meet people. Yeah. I remember when we had a dog in our neighborhood, I met, I knew my neighbor so much better than when we didn't have a dog. And you know, there's a million reasons why people should or shouldn't have a dog, but that may be a good thing. And 
I mean, I don't know. Like I love my shy friends, but you are an amazing person. So get out there and let other people meet your amazing self. The, I, I saw a TikTok video that said you're already at no, meaning if you don't go out there and meet people, you're, you're already at no, you already don't have friends. And so if you do, and they say they reject you or some whatever reason, okay, well, you're still already a no, but more than likely they're not going to be like, get away from me. You psychopath. I don't want to be your friend. They're going to be like, Hey, what's up? <laughs> and whether you connect and your best friends for life or not, you know, that's obviously to be determined and time will tell. But I think that everyone needs at least a few good girlfriends. You don't have to have a hundred. You don't have to have a party every time you go out, but we're created for community. That's part of the way we're designed. And it's a great thing. And sometimes you have to do the work, especially post-college, right? You know, that, that 20 something era when yeah. you're out of college, like that's real. And nobody talks about that. I had to talk to a girl who had just graduated college, moved to the town where she had her job, worked nights. Everyone she worked with was like 50 years plus girlfriend was lonely, you know? Yeah. And, and, and I was like, well, I mean, you got to do some work. You got to get out there and go to the clubs. I mean, not, <laughs> not the bump 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 club like the club like is maybe a book club, a book club. <laughs> actually one of my friends just mentioned the other day how she just joined a book club i'm like oh, i want to be invite me yeah <laughs> we were i was part of a book club when markets were babies and it was life-giving like we didn't even always read the books we just got together and had yeah. food and chit-chatted but we were all at that similar life stage of having babies and diapers and had it not been for that group of women i i wouldn't have made it through that stage <laughs> Yeah, you know, book club is all up my alley. Yes. What would you say to the girl who is maybe like turned around her life or is like recently got saved or like yeah. recommitted her life and it has like friendships that don't align with that? Yeah. No, that's a good question. Yes, I do because I actually just talked about this with FCA with the middle school. Okay, cool. <laughs> because that was my life too. Like I had become this new Christian my senior year in college and I had great friends who that I partied with and then I'm like, Oh, okay. I, I probably, you also need some Christian friends. And, and so I'm meeting these Christian friends and like, what, what does this look like? I don't think you have to have some kind of big breakup or anything like that. I think that, you know, the girls that I quote partied with were in my wedding and we're still friends to this day. Like it wasn't this breakup or anything. And actually one of my sweet roommates, she slipped a note under my door during that transition. And she said, I just want to let you know, I see the changes in you and I'm proud of you. Like oh, what that's a, so sweet. I know, right. What a confirmation of we we often think that if we have this big change of heart or like, you know, come to Jesus moment that our friends are going to reject us or something. I, I usually myself and most people I've heard of as far the opposite. Most people are, you know, supportive and encouraging you on. But for that, I, I 100% still believe you need your Christian community because life is hard enough to do on your own. And especially in this world, trying to bring you down, you need people around you to be like, encouraging you in the faith. That doesn't mean every single person around you. I also think that Christians don't need to huddle in a Bible corner and not talk to anyone, you know, outside of their little loop. So I think it's living your life as you did with your, you know, having the community of your BC before Christ <laughs> friends, um, investing also in this new community of believers. And as best as you can, you know, you can, you don't have to re choose one or the other, really, you know, depending on, there might be obviously sometimes choices where you have to this spring break or that one or whatever. But um, I don't know. For me, it was pretty seamless. I'm sure that there are some struggles and some awkward moments, but I think it's just loving the people in your life well. And some people drift ways and part ways and that's okay. And sometimes you grow up and you move and blah, blah. And there's nothing wrong with that.
Do you know that you can book a call with me? Yep, just you and me. We can talk about boys or faith or finding your calling or what you want to be when you grow up or anything in between. My passion, as you know from this podcast, is to be who I needed when I was younger. And I book online mentoring calls all throughout the week. I have a calendar where you pick a time that works for you. And we just set a phone call, date, and make it happen. Usually I'm walking around my neighborhood. You can do whatever you want. But we're going to just get to all the good stuff. Sometimes all you need is an unbiased therapy party who has your best interest at heart. I want to be your adopted mom, cool aunt, best friend, whatever you want to call me, but let's get real. Let's get honest. I would love to be your mentor. Check all the information at katiebomer.life. Hey, I want to share with you about Viore shampoo rice bars. So, okay, now it sounds kind of weird, but there's basically bars. You may have seen these are little circles, like, like soap bars, but you use them for shampoo and conditioner. They have transformed my hair game. I've had so many hair compliments lately and I attribute these. They're made from rice and there's something about like how it makes your hair stronger and thicker. I don't know the science behind it. I just know that they work. And honestly, I didn't really even think about this side benefit, but there's so much less waste. Think about those giant plastic bottles that just end up in landfills. These little rice bars are wrapped in these cute little paper things. And then that's all the trash you have, not these giant plastic bottles. Anyway, I love them. There's, I, they're not even paying me to post them. I just want to post because I love them, but I do have a link in the show notes of this episode. If you want to get your hands on them, Viore rice bars, I just love them. All right, back to the episode. Switching gears a little bit to relationship advice, your area of expertise. How and where do you find the right type of guy to date? Well, obviously this can happen anywhere and it does. And you always hear funny stories. I, you know, there are higher odds in different places. Like, you know, there are great guys at the bar and there are not so great guys at the bar. There are great guys at the church and there are not so great guys at the church. Your odds are probably better, you know, and I'm sure you can guess one of those two different places, but goodness gracious, people meet in the grocery store, people meet wherever I think to meet someone though, talking about our shy girls, we were talking about before you're already a no, (laughs) what does it hurt to be like, Hey, just, and there's so many fun ways just to bring up conversation. You talk about the weather. Maybe they're wearing a shirt of your favorite band, like just break the ice um, at a coffee shop. Hey, what's good here? There are so many ways to just bring up conversation and it gets more comfortable the more you do it. So maybe practice with a grandma because you're not intimidated. <laughs> She's probably going to be nice to you and just bring up random conversation. And then you're like, Oh, she didn't kill me. Like everyone survived this conversation, especially if you're really shy, that might be harder. And then it, honestly, I think it's kind of fun. I like to just randomly talk to everyone because I'm psycho, but, <laughs> but then you, and then if you see a cute boy and your palms are sweating a little bit and you know, you're at a food truck and he's behind you and you're like, Hey, what kind of tacos do you like here? I don't know. It just might be a break, an icebreaker. And then you might tell your grandkids one day you met at a food truck. You never know. That would be a cute little story (laughs) for later on. How do you differentiate between falling out of love or just going through the phases of relationship? How do you differentiate falling out of love versus the stages of relationship? So I think what she's meaning is there's, there's this first stage of infatuation, which is where you're all googly eyed over each other. You cannot spend enough time together. Like, you think no one has ever loved like this before It's adorable, whatever. And then there's dating two or three years. And sometimes, you know, just kind of perhaps feeling lackluster. I want to ask a lot of follow-up questions because like, if you're feeling like you're out of love or are you just missing the sparks? So 
in a marriage relationship, sometimes you'll hear this of like, oh, I just fell out of love. Like, did you, or did you stop being intentional and did you stop pursuing each other? And did you stop learning and growing together? Because when you go on dates that, that when you're dating, that you're getting to know each other and you're like romancing, you're like, oh my gosh, this person is so cool because blah, blah, blah. Well, you know, 20 years in, there's still stuff to be learned about each other and you grow. Like I didn't know my husband when we lived in Chattanooga, I didn't know him in the job he has now. I didn't know him as a father, you know, obviously all of these things and these roles change in our life. And so continuing to invest in and getting to know each other. Now, if you're dating and you're feeling like, okay, I was googly eyed over him and now I'm not so sure. I have a lot of follow up questions. Yeah. I mean, I always ask the people closest to you. If your friends and your mama and your sister is like, you know, that might be something to pay attention to because they love you and they want what's best for you. Not, you know, not a hundred percent time. You know, sometimes your daddy might just be super overprotective because that's a daddy and there's no one in the world good for his baby girl. But sometimes if everyone in your life is being like, sister, you might need to break up with him. You might need to listen to them. So I don't know. There's a lot more questions I'd need to ask about that, but hopefully that helps kind of differentiate where she might be thinking. But this person asks, my faith is important to me, but I'm currently dating someone that is not a Christian. How should I go about that relationship? Okay. A few things I would, I'm curious. Well, first of all, my sweet friend, let's look in the mirror. Because if you say your your faith is really important to you, if you're in a relationship, you know, especially a super long one where this has never come up, how important is your faith to you? I'm saying that with love, but you know, that's the realistic thing because if your faith is truly important to you, it's not just something you keep in your back pocket. It is, it is your life. It is your everything. And I can't, I can't hang out with Hannah for two hours and not talk about my kids, you know, like, or my family, like that's important to me. And so Um, actually this was a separate girl who reached out on Instagram, this question, but I remember a while back, I had a girl reach out and says, um, you know, I'm dating my boyfriend for, um, a year and a half and I'm an atheist or he's an atheist and I'm not, how do I address that? I'm like, well, uh, how has this not come up? (laughs) Like what? Anyways. So, but there's a lot of nuances here. Perhaps you both faith was not important to you at the beginning and now it is to you or it is to him. And so that's, that's something that comes up a lot. So, I would, first of all, you can't come up with, come out with him. Like you need to get your life right. I've got my life right. Like that is not helping anyone. I would almost come at it apologetically as if, Hey, I want to apologize because when we first started dating, I let's, let's say it wasn't important to you at the beginning. I did not communicate how important faith to me was at the time. Cause I didn't know I, it wasn't important to me at the time. Um, but now, you know, I'm listening to this book. I, um, I read this book. I'm listening to this podcast. I'm seeking out Christian community. I'm going to church and I'm realizing Jesus isn't just something for when I'm a grandma. Like I want him to be part of my life. Like I'm realizing that this isn't my mama's faith. This is, I want something to this to be mine. And like my heart is transforming. My life is transforming and I love you. And I want you to be a part of this. And I want you to, I want to invite you into this journey. You know, here's some resources that I'm learning about. Here's some people I'm learning from. Um, I would love to, for you to be on board with this. And remember, you've been thinking about this for months and you're bringing this to him and you can't expect, oh, well, hot dang. Yes, sir. Let me read the Bible front to back. He might be hesitant and that's okay. You need to be patient. There is going to be a point at some point where, you know, several months go by and you are growing in your faith and he might be like, yeah, no, thanks. I do not believe you should marry someone if you have completely different faiths like that. 
People think about getting married and they think about having babies. I have teenagers. We are talking about dating. We're talking about matters of the faith. We're talking about one day, this guy you are going to be married to, you're going to have to have those conversations. And if y'all are on the same page in your faith, that's going to be a problem. And, you know, yes, people can grow. Yes, people can change. But in that instance, I wouldn't marry potential. So I have strong feelings about that. (laughs) Yes. Kind of in that same vein, like what are some other important questions before agreeing to go on a date, dating someone, that kind of thing? Yeah, gosh. Well, you know, depends on how you meet. It depends on, you know, sometimes you might be friends for a while. If you're just meeting like on a dating app or something. I mean, you know, I'm a big believer in a shared faith. And so a lot of people, especially in the South, might be like, oh, yes, I love Jesus because my grandma went to church. Like, "Mm, that's adorable. (laughs) But is that real in your life? And if that's important to you, I, I see a lot of guys and girls making excuses or half-hearting this faith thing. And that is not a thing. That is a lukewarm Christian. And that is, the Bible says, I would rather you be straight up, I'm an atheist or I believe in the devil versus, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but nothing in my life portrays that because that's confusing. That's what people get upset about. That's what people looks at the church and says, that's hypocrites. Yes, my faith is important to me, but I'm, you know, shacking up and, doing all these things that don't represent what a believer should look like, like that, that's confusing. And so I I think you're all in or you're not. And so when it comes to faith, if you're all in, I think your potential boo thing should be all in. And I think you should talk about it. Um, One of the girls I interviewed a long time ago on the podcast talked about how, when she would go on a first date, (laughs) she would just say, Oh, do you go to church? And they'd say, whatever. And she's like, yeah, cool. Um, Well, my faith is really important to me too. I'm actually waiting for marriage. She would just say the dang thing on the first date because I would weed out the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, they'd be sometimes you got to do it. Yeah. They'd be like, okay, well, peace out. Or they'd be like, cool, that's great. I want to go on another date with you. And they'd they'd respect it or they wouldn't. And she said that one guy like thought she was like, oh, whatever, bye. And years later, he like messaged her. He's like, sorry for being a total jerk. Like I respect you. And I was not mature at that time. And so, yeah, I mean, if they say bye, it might hurt for a hot second, but be thankful because you don't need a hundred choices. You just need one really good one. (laughs) That's some good advice. This next person asks, do you know any of the best books for preparing for marriage? Yeah, I shared this on Instagram not too long ago. I really love The Meaning of Marriage by Tim Keller. Um, Just interviewed her too, Sheila Gregwire, The Great Sex Rescue. That is, I believe, the most healthy way of framing and teaching women, especially this gift called sex. It's been confused in the sex and in the um, in the church culture. You know, purity culture has been confusing, and hookup culture has been confusing. They they both haven't served our young people well. And, um, anyway, she, she dives on in to all the good stuff and what else? Oh, the sacred search or the sacred marriage. Both of them are by Gary Thomas. And he writes some just beautiful gifts and ways to think about marriage that I'd never heard before. And a lot, honestly, a lot of stuff I share on social media is from him. Cause I think he has some serious truth bombs. What would you say to the girl who feels like she's like kind of left behind? Like she's seen all of her friends get engaged, get married, have babies. What would you say to her? Bless it. (laughs) It's not a race. It's not a contest. You see that because social media is going to give you the most liked and the most, you know, commented on posts. And so it feels like everyone, but it's not everyone. I remember feeling that way when I was 24, basically an infant. And then I remember 
literally like on my wedding rehearsal, like looking at all my bridesmaids, only one was married. And I would have told you, everyone I know is getting married. I'm the last one. No, they weren't. It just felt that way. And this was even before social media was super big. So it feels that way. And, and I get it. And I don't mean to like just discard how you're feeling because that is real and that is true. And I understand what you're going through. Um, I just want to remind you, it's not everyone. And then at the same time, like, I don't know, the best gifts you can give yourself in your future marriage. And the best thing you can really even do about it is just working on the best version of yourself. And so, you know, I was just talking to my friend about um, going to counseling and, and her mom was like, well, I'm sorry. You feel like you have to go to counseling. It doesn't mean anything wrong with you. Like what a beautiful gift to give yourself in your future relationship. Do stuff that interests you run five K's. If that interests you go to book clubs. <laughs> so that we talked about, but then you're going to meet people. Then you're going to meet people along the way. And then, you know, um, heart of dating Kate Warman, she talks about how you don't have to wait till you're in a relationship to be romantic, you know, by yourself, you can buy yourself. Out. <laughs> <laughs> and it might sound cheesy, but like go with, go on a fun picnic date with your girlfriends you know, you can be motherly. You can watch the nursery at church. You you can, your life is not on hold a hundred percent. I want you to hear that. And I mean, and you know, what's more attractive, right? A girl sitting around saying, Oh, waiting for my husband versus a girl going out and living their, living their best life. And I know most girls know that. And you're like, yeah, I get it. Um, and I want to hear you that understand you. And I am not saying to discard those feelings, but the best thing you can do about it is do those things. And then don't forget praying about it. Like we forget that it used to be the only people that could pray were these priests who sacrificed all these lambs and went through, burn all these incense and went through this whole ritual to go in this room with a giant curtain to pray. And if there's anything wrong with him, he would legit drop dead. Read your Bible. It's a thing. And then the veil was torn when Jesus died. And then all of us can talk to the God of the universe at any time we want to. What a gift. And so pray about those feelings and pray for your future husband. Tell us about what's going on with Hannah. If you want to. What do you got next in life? You know what? I don't know. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. I am graduating college in May. We're recording this in the end of March. And I just recently decided that I'm going to move back to my hometown, which is something that I never thought that I was going to do. But it's just the best decision for me at the moment. And it's scary. And I'm just leaving it up to God, which is scary. So yeah. do you have any advice for me? Oh, I love you, Hannah. <laughs> I mean, I think that you're hundred percent right because we as humans are like, I want to know my five-year plan. I want control and leaving it to God sounds terrifying. I mean, I hundred percent agree with everything you're saying. I have just found in my life that he is good and he can be trusted. And I have to tell myself that sometimes until I believe it. And especially right now when you're having a fruit basket turnover of your life and you're like, but are you sure? <laughs> and I would like to know at least the next six months. And he's like, nope, just one step at a time. Um, it's not comfortable. And I'm with you. I'd rather have a five-year plan as well. But um, I think 2020 showed all of us that even when we have a five-year plan, it can be thrown up in the air and change. And so something I pray over every girl that I mentor is you don't have to give her the whole plan, but give her the next step and give her wisdom for the next step. And, you know, someone said that like um, following God is like driving at night with the headlights on. You can't see the whole journey, but you can see what's in front of you. And sometimes that's all you need to see. And so I hope that that helps you. No, and I'm excited Thank for you. you and your next <laughs> adventure. 
Well, y'all give Hannah some love. She's awesome. Round of applause. Well, thanks for, I hope that helped people. Um, the questions that we had on TikTok slash Instagram and yeah, I'll do this again because this was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks for doing this, Hannah. All right, Hannah, you're also doing really cool things on the internet. I love your love for books. You're so fun. You're an old soul and I love you for it. Your love for books. You're killing it on TikTok, doing some fun things. Tell them how people can stay in touch with you on the internet. Yeah. So I am, I love books. I'm a book lover. I am active on book talk and my username is Hannah's Life's Library and just making some fun content over there. And you're doing so fun. Yeah. I'm going to school. I'm going to graduate school to become a librarian. So like, that's my whole thing. <laughs> I love it. I love your love for books. What a great way to like continue to learn. So I'm so proud of you. Thank you for hanging out with me for three years, four yeah, years, however long course. it's been. <laughs> All right. Over and out. If you enjoyed this episode, I would enjoy you sharing it with a friend. If you take a screenshot and share it on your social, make sure you give me a tag at Katie Bulmer Life, and I will definitely make sure I respond. And thank you so much for sharing the love. Hey, and if you're new to the podcast, make sure you scroll back. We have over a hundred episodes interviewing experts and 20 somethings and everyone in between tackling all the hottest topics you wish you knew, but maybe just don't. This is called the truth for your twenties podcast. And I'm so thankful that you are here.